Have you ever had the rug pulled out from under you? I mean, the rug just completely and totally ripped out from under you. Have you um, ever been treated unfairly or had something valuable taken from you that was intended for you, stolen right out from under you? Has someone broken your trust, perhaps slandered you, stolen from you? We all have a lot of disappointments in this life, don't we? Trials and and hurts and offenses and so many reasons to demand justice, to become angry and bitter and resentful and and unforgiving. And it's moments like these when the rug is ripped out from under us that we really battle as Christians, right? The war with our flesh just rages because, again, we feel the sting and the pain of betrayal, of loss, of hurt, and, of course, anger over injustice. We all want what's fair, right? We all want what's right. But life here in this broken world does not always turn out that way. And just because we may experience unfortunate um, events, things like this in our lives, it doesn't make God any less God. God is still the same God that if you're a Christian, if you're truly his, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. God is working good behind the scenes through moments such as these. He really is. In my very first podcast episode, episode one, um, it's titled Stolen Inheritance. And that's exactly what it's about is the stolen inheritance, my inheritance, the inheritance of me, my sister, and my brother that was supposed to come from our dad. It was stolen from us. It was taken from us by someone who we thought could be trusted, that our dad had hoped could be trusted. Um, we were slandered in the process. Our sentimental things from our family and family history were stolen from our dad's home after he died and um, money, a sizable sum of money that was to come our way did not in fact come our way. But my dad's estate after a two year lengthy process, over two years, finally closed just a few short weeks ago. It's over and I'm glad it's over. But you know, we we had to, in the end, after $20,000 in attorney's fees and crazy, crazy inheritance laws, we decided to let it go. And as the saying goes, right, let go and let God. Was this an easy decision? No. But instead of shelling out, and it, this could have been fought more, but at what cost? Well, first of all, Again, already $20,000 spent in attorney fees, it would have cost more money, drained the estate even more, and just dragged this this thing out. Emotionally and mentally, we, we were done. We decided to just let this person have 
what they took and walk away. Was this an easy decision? No, because what we let this person have was rightfully ours, was what our dad wanted us to have, was what was listed in his last will and testament. But last will and testaments, just so you know, in certain situations are not ironclad. But I'm sharing this with you because I, I want to reshare or reboot, as they call it, my very first episode to encourage you if you're going through, I mean, maybe you're not going through anything as, as extreme as your inheritance being stolen right out from under you, your family valuables and sentimental items um, stolen. But some other form of rejection or betrayal or hurt or offense or loss is happening to you. God has greatly encouraged me throughout this process. It's, it's been ups and downs. It's been kind of like a roller coaster. And the process of forgiveness isn't a, a you know, one and done thing. It's, it is a process because Satan's always there poking and prodding you at times. Like, I mean, hey, let's face it. I could have used the money. Okay. It would have really helped me and my family. You know, when I have in this last rainstorm we had, we had our roof leaking in four places. You know, it pops through my mind that, hey, had this not happened, had this person not done what they did, it wouldn't be such a financial strain for us to have to put a new roof on our house. Right. Or when I lost my job, um, the client I cared for passed away and I'm in between jobs waiting for the next one to begin and I don't have the cushion I would have liked to have had, right? I can go back and just get sour and angry and bitter and and blame this person. But the fact is, God is in control. He was in control this whole time. God is sovereign, right? He's always on his throne. I know he loves me. I know he loves my siblings. My brother and sister and I and our families, we all know and love Jesus Christ. But God does have this. And you know, the fact is, if God really wanted us to have that money and those possessions, wouldn't they be in our hands? Because God has the final say. He's not beholden to what this other person did. It's his money, his possessions, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in the earth belongs to God, as the Bible tells us. But God reminded me of the inheritance, of the riches that await me and those of us who are known by him, the imperishable riches of his inheritance. And what a lesson this was to not put our hope in the riches of the world, in temporal things, right? What, what a message that was. What a, a lesson. I think as I think I stated before in the first ep- in the first episode about this was that this was more about the spiritual walk of my siblings and I more than anything and how much we are willing to live as Jesus taught to forgive how much we're willing to let go and just trust God how much we're willing to not put our hopes in temporal earthly things because they are prone to decay to loss, to theft. But what God has to offer us 
is not prone to that. It's everlasting. No one can touch it. No one can harm it. No one can lessen it. No one can take from it. No one can steal it. And so that's what I want to encourage you with. So I'm going to share episode one again with you. And if you are going through any kind of hurt or betrayal or loss, you know, your hopes have been dashed in something that that you really had hoped for or thought might be yours. Turned out it, it wasn't. If you feel let down or you've had a gross injustice happen to you, remember, God is a God of justice and he will make all things right one day. And he also tells us to pray for our enemies, right? You could say that this person is definitely an enemy of the family in, in earthly terms, but this person has my utmost heartfelt prayers, prayers for conviction and repentance for their behavior before it's too late, prayers for salvation for them, prayers that one day I can be worshiping God in heaven side by side next to this person, um, prayers that this person understands that money and things are not what will make them happy. And prayers for God to watch over them. And these prayers didn't come easy at first, and they certainly weren't felt when I started saying them, but I knew I was to do it anyway. So I obeyed against <laughs> what my flesh wanted. Again, it's never easy, but I obeyed and I said the words, and I prayed them whenever this person came to mind. And it's true what they say, the feelings do begin to kick in when you do it, when you obey, when you do those things and you pave the way for God to deal with that person. He knows their heart. He knows what they need. We don't. If God wants to exact vengeance on this person, it's his job. As God says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Um, it's not up to me. It's not up to my siblings. And again, this is probably going to be a battle for a while. We will have our ups and downs in the pursuit of forgiveness. It's just how it goes. It's, it can be a continual process because as I just said earlier, Satan will be there to try to thwart you, to try to get his foot in the door and cause you to dwell on these things and to justify reasons for your hating this person. So hang in there if you're going through any rough season where you have been, been hurt or betrayed or a target of injustice. God loves you. He knows. He's at work behind the scenes, but, but we have to let him, right? We have to let him work. So I hope you enjoy the reboot here of episode one, Hope After a Stolen Inheritance. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. 
I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hey, before we continue on with today's episode, I want to invite you to check out a family business, my family business that my family and I started. It's called Veracity Apparel, and we have started a faith-based apparel store where we sell Christian t-shirts. We created this Christian t-shirt store for people like you who, like us, desire to stand firm in the Christian faith and boldly speak forth God's truths. Because let's face it, we live in a world that has moved so very far from the truth of the Bible. And as you know, it's becoming increasingly difficult to proclaim those truths without being intimidated, harassed, or censored. So we figured there's really no better time to literally wear your faith. And the great thing about Veracity Apparel is that our t-shirts Well, they're unique because they're not about the usual uh, Christian sayings or cliches that you hear so much. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but we chose at Veracity to go deeper and focus on a more impactful message, designing the shirts to provoke thought and not just to provoke thought, but also to initiate gospel conversations, right? And along with initiating gospel conversations, we can encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ and exercise our freedom of speech. And we have all kinds of themes from apologetic to theological themes, but we also have patriotic and thin blue line themes too because we like to support our our police force and and our country. Um, We don't have as many thin blue line and patriotic designs yet. We're working on creating more designs at this time. But the shirts themselves, they are comfy. They're sturdy, they're soft. We use Bella and Canvas, and we're really pleased with the quality of their t-shirts. And I just want to quick share with you, why we named it Veracity? We named it Veracity because the dictionary definition of veracity is this, conformity with truth or fact, devotion to the truth, power of conveying or perceiving truth, or something true. And that is what we want to do. That is our goal at Veracity Apparel is to convey the truth, God's truths. And another thing, we do not charge extra for larger size t-shirts, which many apparel businesses do, and free shipping on all of our products every day, all the time. So I hope that you'll check us out, www.veracityapparel.store. Check out the sizes, the colors, the styles. Every time you wear one of our shirts, we believe that you will be shining the light of God's truth in a very dark world. Who knows how many lives you might affect just by walking down the street or standing in line at the supermarket, right? So please check us out, support our business, which in turn is going to support this podcast, by the way. But check us out, www.veracityapparel.store. And now for today's episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode that I like to call Hope After a Stolen Inheritance. This is a difficult story and a true story for me. And I hope that by sharing this with you today, that if you're undergoing anything in your life that is difficult and you've really been hurt by someone 
and perhaps you're wrestling with feelings of bitterness and anger and resentment, you know, being left to feel powerless really does that to us. But if you are at all experiencing any of these things, again, I really hope and I pray that after I share this, that you will come away having some hope and realizing that, well, that there is hope. You notice I'm using the word hope a lot, so <laughs> it kind of is a, a story that is is filled with hope. And of course, we know that only comes through Christ. But my dad, he passed away a couple of years ago. He had battled cancer and COPD for several years. And of course, you know, it's our dad. We already had lost our mom several years ago, back in the, the 1980s. But um, I have a backtrack a little bit. I have a, a younger brother. I'm the oldest of three. I have a younger brother and a sister who's even younger. Actually, my sister's about 11 years younger than I am. We're all married with wonderful families. And actually, we all know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But anyway, my dad passed away. And of course, the loss was painful and difficult for us. He had made his three children executors of his estate. It's a fairly sizable estate. And my siblings and I were very much aware of, you know, the work that it was going to take to settle his estate. And our dad was someone who he basically lived and worked to be able to leave an inheritance to his children. And he made that very clear over and over. As a matter of fact, he kind of used to drive us nuts with the family meetings and stuff about the money and, and possessions and stuff. Um, but we always used to tell him, hey, Dad, it's, it's your money, you know, do with it what you want. We'll be grateful, of course, for, <laughs> you know, anything we can, you know, that you may decide to leave us or whatever. But spend it as you want while you're alive. But again, like I said, he made his final wishes clear, not just to his kids, but to his brothers and, uh, you know, various people that were close to him. And of course, he had his final will and testament. And again, he made his wishes very clear. He wanted to ensure that his hard-earned legacy would go where he wanted, and that was to his children. And he always said, whatever you do, please, please don't fight. He always cautioned us about this because how often do we hear of the grief and heartache that takes place among family members over an inheritance, right? Siblings are separated from one another. There's alienation, resentment, and bitterness between family members and sometimes broken relationships that never even heal. So my dad knew that all too often families become divided over money and possessions after the death of a loved one. So my siblings and I were very determined to not tread down that same destructive path. We've got this, we always told them. Not not to worry, Dad. We promise you, we won't fight. So fast forward to present day, okay? <laughs> my dad's gone. Um, and my siblings and I, thankfully, we are not fighting with one another since our dad died. Our families have actually grown closer to one another. We've grown closer to another because, well, we've been through a lot together. Because things 
didn't quite go as we had hoped or planned, not as my father had hoped and not as we had hoped. We actually found ourselves in the throes of the devastating effects, effects that were born of uh, greed, dishonesty, slander, lies, and theft of our family belongings and the loss of much of our inheritance. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) This came through someone somewhat close to our father um, and our family whom we thought cared about him and us and our families and that could be trusted. Regrettably, we were wrong. And we quickly learned, um, maybe some of you have learned this, but maybe we were pretty naive, but we learned that a last will and testament is far from ironclad. We thought that when there's a will, and and our dad did too, obviously, when you have a last will and testament, whatever's on that paper gets honored by the courts. It gets carried out. But Like nothing else in life being guaranteed, I guess, neither was that will and neither was our inheritance. So we're trying to grieve, we're, you know, grieving as it is, we've lost our dad. And on top of that, we were powerless as his children and heirs of the estate and executors to carry out his last wishes. We knew that that was not what he wanted his final wishes wishes had been trampled underfoot. And so we felt robbed of a lot of things. Well, robbed of our time to grieve. We felt robbed of being able to um, be there amongst the things in his home and, and his belongings. Because unfortunately, thanks to this person who didn't even have access to the family home, So that left us with a lot of questions, of course. How could this person do this? And unfortunately, the laws um, are crazy. There are some laws that um, in this situation are very ancient and were created in a different time, in a different place in our world when things were done differently. And it, that law leaves people wide open to be able to take advantage of something that they really have no business taking advantage of. So here we are saying, where is the justice? Like, this is so not fair. It's unjust. And how can this be happening? Yeah, justice, right? Ah, mankind has an innate desire for justice. We, we just, we do. Of course, we want justice when it affects us negatively. <laughs> um, when we feel that what we want is fair and when that doesn't happen, of course, we've got this surge of emotions. We've got sadness, disappointment, disbelief, hurt, and anger. And this just, it courses through our veins. I mean, I even, and I know my siblings felt the same way. We, 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 we had thoughts of, you find yourself thinking, oh God, just make this person disappear. You know, you you kind of deep down inside want God to just get rid of that person. And I know that's very unchristian and it's not the right way to think, but unfortunately our emotions sometimes cloud our judgment, uh, which is why it's important to not live by our emotions. 
But these feelings that course through our veins, they threaten to drown us in a sea of anger, hopeless bitterness and resentment. But the good news here is I'm not drowning. The sea may be raging, but I, by the grace of God, am staying afloat. Now, please don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that this has been easy because it hasn't. It's been a huge battle. I've struggled time and time again to overcome very ugly and ungodly thoughts and emotions that I have about this person. And they've threatened to ensnare me in their web of hate and bitterness. And I have not overcome these emotions on my own. There's been a lot of crying out to God and a lot of, um, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of a thing going on. But God, in his mercy, is faithful, right? He He understands our fallenness, our sinfulness, and the the ugly emotions that we battle with. And he's been faithfully guiding me back to him whenever my emotions try and get the best of me. God has been my life raft, my anchor, and my calm in this storm. And of course, my siblings have have been going through the same thing. But throughout this storm, I found God reminding me that the inheritance that my family and I were expecting to receive from our dad, our, our earthly father, that that inheritance is not the one that we're to be putting our hopes in. Because yes, we, I admit it, you know, speaking for me personally, we really could have used the money. And there were some very precious family things that were taken and stolen I mean, the house was actually cleaned out before we were able to legally get to it as executors, sadly. So we lost material things. We we lost possessions and things that, you know, had some family, you know, sentimental value to them and things that our dad had specifically wanted us to have in addition to what was was in that will. But anyway... God has been reminding me that that's not the inheritance that I'm to put my hope in. Because obviously we can see that inheritance that my dad tried to leave us. Well, it's it's temporal. It's not permanent. It's prone to decay and it's vulnerable to theft and someone else's greed. And more importantly, that inheritance is never going to fulfill the need of my soul, right? Money and possessions, they don't fill the needs of our souls. And I began to realize how much more than that God wants for us. He has so much more for us than these earthly inheritances that that we think we're maybe going to get or look forward to getting. And he just says, child, you haven't lost your inheritance. He kept telling me that. You haven't lost your inheritance, at least not the one that truly matters, right? My child, he reminds me, I'm an heir. You're an heir. If you 
believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God. You have an inheritance, one that no one is ever going to be able to steal from you. And that inheritance is much, again, it's much greater than than anything and our earthly parents, <clears throat> excuse me, could leave us. Because the inheritance that God leaves for us, it's incorruptible. It's not going to perish. It can't be destroyed. It can't be taken away by somebody else. And this inheritance, it's reserved in heaven for us. Because as children of the creator of the universe, we're promised to inherit not only eternal life in heaven, but the Bible says we're going to inherit the entire universe as joint heirs with Christ. <laughs> I just find that so amazing. That is our eternal hope when it seems as though there is no hope. And this inheritance, we've done nothing to earn it or deserve it. I mean, like my dad, we didn't earn that money. This was his hard work. But because we were his children and he loved us, he wanted us to have it. Well, think of how much more God loves us than even our earthly parents. And again, it's something we've done nothing to earn or deserve. It's simply because we're his children and he loves us that, that God has this inheritance, this imperishable, incorruptible inheritance reserved for us. And honestly, I believe that what is happening to our family it's really more about our spiritual walk, our spiritual walk and our growth than it is the person that committed this grievous offense. And my siblings and I are having to learn with God's help to walk humbly and extend forgiveness and mercy to this person in the same manner that our heavenly father has done for us. So, I began the difficult task a while back of praying for this person, not because I wanted to, but because I know that the Bible commands us to pray for our enemies. And yeah, you could say this person at that point was an enemy. <laughs> and so I prayed, I prayed the words, but when I started praying the words, I think my heart was still back to the, you know, sinful thinking of, oh, I just wish she would disappear. But as I continued to pray those prayers, I began to, you know, pray for her salvation, pray for God to forgive her and to help me and my siblings to forgive her. And I prayed for her well-being. Um, I remember, you know, with, with COVID and everything, I remember, you know, I've been asking God to protect her, to protect her family um, from, from getting ill and to help her in her own life and to, of course, convict her to bring about repentance, repentance for her own good, because this, this person, they've acquired what the Bible refers to as, um, ungodly gain or, um, unjust gain. And this, if anything is to me, it's going to be a curse for her. This money isn't going to bring this person happiness. Not at all. But anyway, praying for this person in God's faithfulness, he has been softening my heart. And I am now at the point where when I pray for this person, 
My feelings are in agreement with my words. Again, let me stress here, I'm not saying that I have completely conquered my emotions in all of this because the battle to settle our dad's estate in a God-honoring way is dragging on. We are doing all we can without um, going to litigation and wasting because that was another thing. Our dad didn't want attorneys to get all his hard-earned money, and I can understand that. Without wasting what there is, we're at the point where we're deciding we have to let go and just let God as a saying goes. So I know that there's going to be ups and downs till this is completely finished and the estate is, is closed with hopefully some sort of agreement. And the temptation to revisit these feelings of anger and bitterness, believe me, it comes each time our attorney calls with what seems like a never-ending deluge of disappointing news. But thankfully, God's mercies, well, they're new every morning. He knows my desire to be pleasing to him in all of this because that's really what I want in the end. I'm his child. And he's promised in his word to be with his children in all of their trials and temptations. And believe me, right now, I got a lot of temptations going on. So the bottom line is really how truly rich I am, right? How truly rich you are. If you're a true child of God as well, how truly rich you are. You know, God never promised that life would be easy. In fact, we will all suffer our share of disappointment, loss, betrayal, and grief. That That's a given. But the thing is with God, there's, there's always that hope. There's a promise. Because again, our Heavenly Father's inheritance is ironclad. As God, God's word assures us, it says that the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And that is from Romans chapter 8, verses 16 through 18. So bottom line is this. An earthly inheritance, as I found out, my family and I found out the hard way, an earthly inheritance is not guaranteed. It can be lost. It can be stolen. But praise God, right? Praise God that his inheritance can never be thwarted. It is ours. It's ours now and it's ours forever. So I hope sharing this story with you and the hope that God has been given me will also give you that same hope in whatever trials and temptations you yourself may be experiencing right now. Oh, and another verse is 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 and it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to, listen to this, 
to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Is that awesome or what? One thing I would like you to do today, I'm, I'm going to try to end each episode with a song. And um, because I, for me, music really pounds something into my head and heart. It really speaks to me and it stays with me. And I'm hoping it'll do the same for you. But if you'd like to, and I will put the link to it in the description for today's episode, but I would suggest going onto YouTube and listening to Travis Cottrell's song called My Inheritance, just to kind of wrap things up for today. I hope you really enjoy it. And of course, let me know in comments or whatever, um, if this has helped you as well. And kind of a little uh, prelude to the next episode, I am going to do a book review, actually, there was a book that helped me get through this whole thing too. It helped me actually with my marriage. And I went back to and referred to this book when this whole thing came up with our with our dad's estate. And I'm going to do a review on it tomorrow and share a little bit about it because I think, I mean, I this is one of the best books hands down that I have read in my entire life. Um, I have one other book that's right up there with it, but this is, this is my, one of my top two books that's really made a difference for me. So I'm going to share that in my next episode with you. So I hope you will tune in to the next one and hear a lot about this book. Anyway, that is it for today's episode. I look forward to meeting with you again soon. Thanks for listening and have yourself a blessed day.